Kedushin, Perik Dalad, Mishnah Tess, 4.9. This Mishnah is talking about the uncertain situation that could arise, potentially, if a person appoints a shaliach to get Kedushin, and then also acts and does the same job the shaliach was supposed to do as well. So it seems a little bit off-topic, but in the end we'll see that at least there's a tangential connection between this Mishnah and Yuchsen. Uh, here the Mishnah says, Mishanasan Rishus L'Shlucho L'Kadesh Esbito. You have a father, and he authorizes his shaliach, his agent, to find a husband for his daughter and accept Kedushin on his behalf. So that means the shaliach would accept the pruta, let's say, and then give that to the father. V'halachu V'kidsha. And then, independent of what the shaliach goes and does, he, the father himself, goes, he finds a suitable husband, and he accepts the kedushin, the kesef kedushin, from this from someone else. So now, it ends up that we have now, although it's not explicit in the Mishnah, the situation is we actually have two men who think they married this, this girl. Uh, one that the shaliach sourced, and one the father himself sourced. So the question is, uh, what happens next? So now, before we discuss what happens next, let's just understand the lum, this mechanical could be happening behind the scenes, legally. Really, there's two possibilities of what's going on in the father's head. By him first telling an agent to go find a husband, and then the father finding his own husband for the daughter, so that can mean either A, the father thought, listen, the shliach is better than me, perhaps, he can do a better job, but in case he fails, I'll find a, like, find a backup, and listen, this condition is sort of contingent. If the shliach found a better guy, then the shliach is the person who stands, and my choice doesn't stand. He might have thought that, um, although he didn't. That's the halacha. But the other possibility is, when the father goes and accepts the kassification for his daughter um, independently of his shliach, what that means is implicitly he is... Um, revoking the authorization that he gave to the shliach. So the shliach is now disempowered and not authorized, and whatever he does next um, has no no, uh, no legal bindingness. So, uh, and the Mishnah is going to understand that the second is the case, meaning that once the father has acted, that's, and his actions speak louder than any words, and his action of accepting Kesef Kedushin for his daughter means he is revoking the authorization that he had previously given to his shliach. So now, uh, the Mishnah will say, whoever married, whoever accepted the money first, he is the winner. And that, that's the first husband who gave, that's the husband who's the only husband. That's the Mishnah says explicitly. It says, Im shalo kadmu, if the father's found husband is the first one to give the Kesef Kedushin, then Kedushev Kedushin, then it's this, the boy that the father sourced will be the one who's married to his daughter. But if the first person to give the money was the person the shaliach found, so then Kedushav Kedushin, then it was that boy or man who gave the Kedushin who was married, and the second boy that the father sourced himself, that was a binding because she already was an Aishas Ish, she already was married by the time the father accepted the case of Kedushin. So, um, since that's true, you might ask, well, what difference does it make what the father was thinking in terms of revoking or not revoking the authorization of the shliach? Um, the answer is, there's a big enough community. If, for example, the first boy who he chose ends up dying. So, in other words, for example, on Monday, the father appoints a shliach to go find a husband. On Tuesday, the father finds his own husband. Okay, he accepts Kedushin. On Wednesday, the boy the father found dies. So now they're not married anymore because he's dead. Okay, and then on Thursday, the shaliach 
unbeknown, he doesn't know what's happening back home, he finds a suitable husband and he accepts money from him to marry off, you know, to marry this, this, the girl, the daughter. So if the father's authorization had been revoked by him giving the accepting condition of his, on his own, so then even though the shliach doesn't know about it, his authorization has been revoked and that the boy, the second boy, is not married. But if what was going on in the father's head is that he's not revoking the authorization, he's just finding a backup plan, so then since the backup plan is now dead, for sure the shliach who was authorized now, who found a new boy, that boy is married to his daughter. So that's why it makes a difference. And the Mishnah here is saying uh, that no, once the father has married off the daughter by accepting addition, that deauthorizes the shaliach, and now nothing shaliach does after that can have any binding you know, effect on the girl. Now, if this comedy of errors occurs where you've got these two boys now showing up, both of whom gave Kesef Kedushin, both of whom think they're married to this girl, and we don't know who gave first, we just don't know. So then Shneam Nosen gets. So the woman, the girl is stuck. She's maybe married to Mr. A or Mr. B. She obviously can't live with either one until she gets a get. But the truth is, both can give her a get, and they can sort of speak, you know, she can just move on her merry way as a divorcee, finding someone else. Or the Imratsu, if one of the men are agreeable and the other one, one, one is agreeable to divorce and one is agreeable to marry her, then Echad Nosen get for Echad Konis. Then one of the two could give a get, and then he's out the picture. Maybe. She was married to him, maybe she wasn't, but either way, now there's no one else in the picture besides the other boy, and that, now the girl can marry the other boy. Now, Konus means to, like, he can bring her into his home, meaning Nesuin, she can move in with him, and live happily ever after. But uh, although Konus is replying, talking about Nesuin, not Kedushin, since we're not sure if this husband actually was the one who gave first or second, he might have given second, in which case that second Kedushin wasn't binding, in which case he never gave a Kedushin, which means that Miss Suffolk, before being Konus, he'll have to give a new Kedushin. I'll have to give her a new ring or Kesef Kedushin or star or whatever um, before he can uh, move her in. So that's the din, and that's how it goes. Now the second part of the Mishnah is really the exact same thing, truly the exact same thing. It says V'chein, the same principle applies. And really it's a mirror image, except instead of the father appointing a shliach, it's now the daughter who's appointing the shliach. And the same kind of question could arise when she goes and acts independently of her shliach. Uh, what did she mean? Did she mean to defer to the shliach in the case he finds someone and she's sort of getting a backup plan? Or did she mean to revoke the authorization when she finds um, her own husband? And the halach is going to be again, um, she's revoking authorization, so the nafkin would be in the case that the, the, the first husband dies after she, she accepts kedushin, so then the shliach still can't find a second person without reauthorization, etc. So it's exactly the same. Um, and see this inside, the Mishnah says, V'chein ha'isha, if you have a woman, meaning she's a Bulgarian, she's 12 and a half or older, she appoints her own agent, Lakadsha, to find her husband and accept kedushin on her behalf. And then, while the agent's out looking for a husband, she finds a husband of her own and she accepts, you know, kedushin, kesef kedushin from him. Im kadmu, if they both two, end up being two people, one that she found, the one that Hershliach found. Um, so if the one that she found was the first one to give the Kesef Kedushin, then Kedushia Kedushin, she's married to the first guy. But if it was the second guy who gave, I mean the guy that the, excuse me, I should say the guy that the Shaliach found, if he's the one who gave the ring first, so then Kedushia Kedushin, then it's the, that other guy who was the husband, and the person that she found, the second is not married at all. If we don't know who gave first, then then it's a suffolk who she's married to, and therefore she can't live with either one until she resolves the suffolk by getting a get from from them, or at least one of them, because if they're agreeable, 
Even if one gives her a get, she can move him with the other one. Like we saw the previous case, the same exact thing. Um, if someone's rattling in your head, sometimes we see that, you know, we say that uh, both have to give her a get, and sometimes we say, um, like here, only one needs to give her a get, and that she can stay with the other one. The difference is, if she had lived with one of these men, so, so then obviously she there's a potential problem. She can't go to the other one because she can't do that. And also, because uh, she might have been an Aisha-sish. And similarly, if we're talking about a man here who was a Cohen, so she can't live, marry the Cohen because maybe she was an Aisha-sish before, now she's a divorcee. Okay, but otherwise, it wouldn't be a problem. So that's the case of our Mishnah, straightforward enough. Uh, the question becomes, why did the Mishnah teach both of these cases when they're identical? And the answer basically is you might have thought that you might have thought that the rules would be differently if you went to one of the two cases, because when it comes to the father looking for his daughter, so there, uh, you know, he, he um, is confident of his own abilities, perhaps. In contrast, perhaps the daughter is not so confident because she thinks maybe that this agent can do a better job than her regarding uh, finding a a suitable husband with proper yichus, and that's the yichus angle here. So therefore, there's a question you might have thought to, to have a reason to believe that she would have acted only as like a fail-safe, you know, as a, but not deauthorize her shliach. On the flip side, when the husband, the, the father is choosing a husband, I should say, so the father, his main interest is, he trusts himself, of course, but his main interest is to to um, to just find any husband, if you will, find a husband for the daughter, not so, but he's not so particular about it, and therefore, um, you might think that that's why um, he would have a contingency plan. So since it's not clear, you teach both cases, the Mishnah, to teach in both cases, once the father or the daughter picks someone that automatically revokes the authorization of the Shaliyah to act on their behalf.